Dang Crook River. Yes, sir? How do you know that? Are you sure? Only one way to find out, dude. Into the water, ladies. No, 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 man. Let me take a look at that map right quick. Why is everybody all obsessed with the map? Because we're tired of being your tram donkeys, acting like you some one-man GPS. God damn it! We lost! We fucking super lost, man! I don't believe you people. What do you mean, you people? What do you mean, you people? Huh? Warning. What you are about to hear is not for the faint-hearted. This is their cue to stop listening. It's time to stop giving a fuck about offending every retarded cocksucker and little bitch pussy. For every asshole twat and chode, the cunts of America will continue to make jokes with the freedom bestowed upon us by the First Amendment. We will no longer be afraid to piss off the woke bastards. In the words of the great Joan Rivers, just lighten the fuck up. These are just jokes, you assholes. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Get Cancelled. I am your host, Cheryl Scott, and I am flying solo today. For those of you who do not recognize our opening clip, that is from Tropic Thunder. Ah, classic, wonderful comedy that unfortunately could not be made today. Why, you ask? Because they go full retard in that movie with just a touch of blackface. It's sad, but it's true. The wokeification of our nation is killing comedy. Now, this was something that was predicted by George Carlin. He had spoken in the past about how political correctness will be the death of comedy. And I wholeheartedly agree. Because the whole point of comedy plays on this idea of inappropriate, of taboo. It's also funny because it's not happening to you. But I digress. The reason why I chose to play that for the opening clip is because there is a new movie on Netflix that has everybody's punties in a twist called You People. Now, I was very excited about the name of this because You People is actually a pretty controversial phrase. Why? Because people can interpret it however they want, just as we saw in this clip. However, in the clip, they did a brilliant job playing with the idea of you people. The movie You People did not. So I was very excited about this movie. The cast, I mean, come on, we got Jonah Hill, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, whom is a comedic legend. I love her. Eddie Murphy, another comedic legend. I was all in. I was down. I'm like, I'm ready for the ride. However, very quickly, I felt uncomfortable watching this movie, which is fine. Because I do believe that comedy should make you feel a little uncomfortable from time to time. That's why you laugh. You release that tension. But it made me feel like I was watching a bunch of racist black people. Now, that's actually a thing. There are racist black people. Ooh, I said it. I said it. I know. I cannot believe I just said that. It's true. Just like there's racist white people. There's racist Asians. There's racist. You name it. I'm sure you could find someone of that group who's racist. However, this idea that a minority cannot be racist is so absurd to me. I'm a Jew. I'm white. White Jew over here. I haven't had the toughest life. However, I can empathize. I think that when people look at me, they 
they don't see me as a Jew. They just see me as some white girl. So why am I saying this? I'm saying this because I don't want to be judged off of the way I look, just like a black person doesn't want to be judged based off of how they look. I felt like the character that Eddie Murphy was playing really hated white people. There was a disdain for white people. Even the friendship between Jonah Hill and his partner, the person that he does the podcast with, his partner says white people and black people cannot get along and that white people will never know what it's like to be black. And that's true because honestly, you could say the same for anyone. No one is really going to understand because they have not walked a mile in the other person's shoes. But it was a little bit confusing because I don't understand how this family, this black family was oppressed. It doesn't seem like they were financially oppressed. The dad's driving a BMW. The girlfriend's got Gucci slides. So I'm not exactly sure what type of oppression this family in this movie experienced. It does not seem like it was financial oppression, which is fine. Because guess what? It's 2023. There are tons of wealthy black people in this country because we have come so far as a nation. And I, as much as I love Julia Louis-Dreyfus, I I thought that her performance, she was very brave in the ridiculous nature of what was written for her to do because I really don't think a grown woman would behave that way. But when I was watching it, I interpreted it as... She was doing the best she could. She was trying to relate to someone that she did not know how to relate to. She wasn't trying to act as though the future daughter-in-law was a toy, as the daughter-in-law put it. She says, I'm not a black toy. Well, I thought that the character that Julia Weedreyfus, I can't remember the name, but she's older, she doesn't understand, and she's really doing the best that she can Maybe she wasn't doing it in the most graceful way possible, but I don't think it warranted such disdain from the future daughter-in-law. I want to talk about the hair aspect of it, too. Julia Louis-Dreyfus watching Chris Rock's movie Hair, which I also find very funny because poor Chris Rock, who got slapped in the face making fun of a gorgeous black woman who didn't have any hair, despite the fact that he made this documentary about black hair and how difficult black hair is, I mean, the irony is not lost on me. Now, I have hair that is actually very much like black hair. In sixth grade, I started getting the chemical relaxer that is known as the black crack. And it wasn't until recently that I started doing the Brazilian blowout. But I mean, I had that done almost half my life. I was bullied so much because of my hair. So I I empathize. I could relate to having hair that white people don't understand. And I'm probably going to get people that are really upset that I'm talking about this because they're going to assume that I don't know what I'm talking about. But I do. Let me assure you, I do. I understand when you're given a genetic hand that may not be so easy to deal with as other people's genetic hands. You could say the same for fat people, ugly people. I would say the fat and ugly are probably the most (laughs) oppressed (laughs) people in the world, but that's my humble opinion. This movie has been done time and time again. I think the original was Guess Who's Coming to Dinner? White girl brings home black boyfriend to meet white family. That's what I think it is. It could be reversed. 
Who knows? I don't see color. Anyways, today there's a lot of mixed ethnicities, a lot of mixed racial couples. It, it, it feels like it just doesn't have the same stigma as it used to. However, it brings the point of someone's upbringing and background and how that affects what type of partner they choose. I know that if I were to marry someone who was Catholic, that would be weird for me. I'm not saying that I have to marry somebody who's Jewish, but my upbringing is very different than someone who had a Catholic upbringing. I was watching this person talk about how this movie, You People, was a missed opportunity to bridge the gap between Jews and black people because there's been some solidarity because Jews have often been very oppressed. What do you mean often? They've always been oppressed. Nobody likes the fucking Jews, okay? What are you going to do? But we're around. You know, we're here. We're queer. Get used to it. So this idea that it was the movie's job to bridge the gap. No, it's not. It's not because it's a movie. I really did like the point where they brought up how Jews are the original slaves because we are, but it's bigger than that. Give me one country, one nation from the history of mankind, one civilization that wasn't built on the backs of slaves. Everything I'm saying, I'm not trying to disparage what black people have gone through. This is 2023 in America. We don't do that anymore. There are countries that still do. This is not a racist country. Yes, there is racism in the country, but it is not a racist country. There's a distinction. Wokeness will be the death of comedy because comedy is inappropriate. Comedy is offensive. Comedy pushes the envelope. Wokeness will be the death of comedy. Thank you, George Carlin. He predicted this, and I'm sorry you must be rolling over in your grave right now. The direction that we're headed, no one's going to be allowed to say anything because it's a slippery slope. The people who are advocating for what you can and cannot say, don't think they're not going to come for you too. Lizzo, I'm just going to use her for an example. I would say she's woke. <laughs> she's pretty woke. But they came for her because there was some lyric in a song that was ableist and therefore offensive. No, 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 people. Do not try to control my art. Do not try to control her art. It's art. And once again, this is still America. Sorry, Stanford, but it's America, and I'm going to call it America because I won't tell you. We got to lighten up, people. We got to lighten up or we're going to lose the freedom to say something offensive, fall on your face, and still be able to live. This is not the Middle East. Why are we stoning people? Sure, we're using a keyboard and a social media platform to do so, but we're still stoning people. I don't like it. Comedy is in jeopardy, people. You need to wake up. Which leads me to my next discussion. That 90s show. Yes, that 90s show. Oh, I wanted it to be so good. I wanted it to be funny. I was a huge fan of that 70s show. If you listen to this podcast, you know I love sitcoms. What? I, I could barely make it through the first episode. The wokeness of the 90s show reeks. Reeks. I grew up in the 90s. I was a teenager in the 90s. That group of kids did not exist. The 90s was a time when 
Sticks and stones could break my bones, but words would never hurt me. And it's America. I can say what I want. We have come so far from that. Being politically correct and woke has become more important than the quality and content of these shows, of these movies. There's not a lot of room for a sense of humor in a woke society. And we're starting to see that. I think we're starting to see that. And I'm honestly quite sick of it. I fear that the more we focus on what people look like, the more we categorize everyone, the more we're going to divide our country. Because the message is, if you're not with me, you're against me. And that's a very dangerous message. We are creating such a victimhood, especially in minority communities. I just don't want this constant judging of how we look to determine things or this assumption that because someone is being an asshole that they're an asshole because they're racist. No, no. Sometimes people are just assholes. We have to come together because it's the quality of the person not what they look like that matters. This victimhood is very, very damaging. What are we doing when we're constantly telling black and brown kids that society doesn't want them? Society's going to hold you down. Then we got a lot of people who no longer take responsibility for their own life. They're a victim to it. It's all circumstance. There is a war on free speech. Free speech is the foundation of art and comedy. We have to be able to try things without the fear of losing our livelihood. We have to create a space where people can fuck up and they can grow. Just because you make a mistake doesn't mean that you're a bad person. Just because you say something offensive doesn't mean you're racist. I don't know about you, but I don't want to live in a world where I can't say whatever the fuck I want. This wokeness is castrating the foundation of this nation. And now we've got Chinese spy balloons floating around. What do you mean, you people? New episodes dropping every Wednesday.